to you. So I want to talk about this morning, Jesus is truth. And I want to go first, I'm going to set a foundation. We may actually do this for a couple weeks. I don't know yet, uh, just as the Holy Spirit leads. But I want to set a little bit of a foundation first this morning about Jesus being our truth. Because I think it's so important, and it comes right off of the heels of what you were just talking about uh, as one of our prophetic voices in this congregation uh, of this time of a move towards holiness Mm -hmm. and a move towards repentance and a move towards awakening and a move of this shaking. All of this stuff that the Lord is speaking, not just to you and to us, but uh, to the global church church as well. And this, this thought of holiness and and to understand what holiness really is, we need to understand what truth is. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand the truth of the matter and the truth that Jesus spoke. And if we can understand that Jesus is truth and that the words that he said are truth, we can begin to then reflect our lives on those and bounce our lives off of those and begin to say, all right, Lord, show me where I'm not measuring up on this truth. Help me, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me in this so that I can better understand the truth in which you were speaking to us. And as you read... I would encourage you to read the red letters this week. Read the red words in your Bible. If your Bible, if you have that Bible that gives you know Jesus's words in red, I just encourage you to read those red words. And that's what I've been doing over the past couple weeks. And I know you were doing this a couple weeks back or a couple months back. I think your comment to me was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" Some of the stuff that Jesus says, like, "Whoa!" Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, there are some serious serious, serious things that Jesus is calling us to and to be and to act and to live out. And I know we're so excited and Jesus is risen and we got the empty cross and we're celebrating, but there are some really hard truths that Jesus spoke of. And and I said, you know, today's word is joy. And you're just like, oh my gosh, so Pastor Jason, you're going to bring a hard truth to me now. And what you're talking right? about, wanting to be in joy. But do you understand that that is where the joy can come from then? As you, as you get a hold of the things that are blocking in your life, this joy to be able to flow in your life, as you begin to understand those truths, what the, what the word says, then the truth sets you free. And when I think of joy, I think of freedom. Mm -hmm. When I think of joy, I think of freedom. So if the truth sets you free, and Jesus is the one who made us free indeed, then we need to understand that Jesus is truth. And I'm going to spend some time in the scriptures this morning uh, looking at that. So I want to go to John 14 first. We're going to flip around a little bit. Uh, If you've got your Bibles with you at home, uh, the old paperback. I love to hear sometimes the the sound of the the pages moving back and forth. Or on your your digital device, whatever, that's fine. Uh, John 14. I'm going to start in the first verses. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus is just saying, hey, don't be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. This is referencing back to doubt and unbelief, which we talked about last week. I'm not going to go back uh, and go do that. Verse 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And where I go... Uh, and where I go, you know, and you may also know. So I start thinking about that. One of these times we're going to do, part, John, is Jesus is 
Jesus is returning. I mean, we're going to do that at some point in time, and we'll make sure that I may have to get, you know, Andy and I will help. Maybe he'll help me a little bit with some of that uh, as well. But this Jesus is returning. Uh, it's, it's very real. He's talking about it a little bit here. He's going to prepare a place, and he's coming back. And I'm not getting into, you know, when he's coming back and stuff like that. And I want to talk about truth. Uh, but Jesus is returning. If you didn't know that, coming. he is coming back. He is returning. Um, and it says, then it says here, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. He is the way. He is the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like for me, like we've been in church for many years, like, you know, 40 years of my life, I've been in church and uh, which, which tells me, I've heard it so many times, yeah, Jesus is the way to the father. And maybe you don't know that, but what, he, what Jesus is saying is here, I am the way to the father. I am the way to eternal life. I am the way to heaven. No one comes to the father except through me. And he's been, and Jesus has been saying that. So he is the way. And I feel like maybe a lot of church going people know that and we get that. And then we skip over the truth for a minute. And then he is the life. And we say, of course, yes, Jesus is the life. He's risen again, and I have to have life in him. But I think too often we gloss over here that he is also the truth. You know, the Bible says Jesus was the word made flesh. The word is truth, and thus Jesus is truth. Verse 7, then, it says, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. If you, if you understand what Jesus is saying, as he came, he's understanding that you can know God when you look at Jesus. You can be able to understand God as you look at him. Because once you know Jesus, you begin to be able to know the Father. Well, if Jesus is truth, then I want to be able to know God. I want to be able to know truth, and I need to dig into that. And then this next verse, uh, if you skip down to verse 15, I want to go down to verse 15. This is like, okay, this is one of the, one of the, hardest, one of the hardest things that Jesus said. Uh, there's a lot of them. This is one of them. Verse 15, still, uh, still here in, in chapter 14 of John. If you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And I'm just like, man, I read that. I'm just like, wow. If I truly, if we truly love Jesus, we need to keep his commands. And so I just give them, well, what are his commands? I need to start knowing what his commands were. So my question yeah. is, is if yeah. we don't keep his commands, if we mm. pick and choose which ones mm. we want to keep and which ones we don't want to keep, mm. is the reverse then true that we don't truly love him? Mm. I think, I mean, that is the reverse. The reverse is true. Yeah, that's, the reverse that's is true. And I, and I that's think what makes that like so oof. powerful, oh. so powerful. Because, you know, I'm totally cool with like a lot of what he said, but right. there are some you're right. just like, oh, oh, this is like, so that's, tough. That's a tough. If you that's love me, you keep my commands. Yeah. So the reverse then is also true. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't keep my commands, how does Jesus know that we love him? Like, wow. Uh, and, and I wrote this down in Yellowstone. It means we can't just do whatever we want whenever we want. 
We cannot just do whatever we want whenever we want. Mm -hmm. And I know Jesus paid the price, and he paid the price for every one of your sins. If you made Jesus your Savior, uh, he will, you will be in heaven with him forever. But he is calling us to this holy. He is calling us to another level. He is calling us to be able to walk in this truth and understanding that we, can, we have to set aside. we got to take up our cross, mm -hmm. to take up our cross. We can no longer just blatantly just do the same thing I've always done in the same way I've always done. He's calling us to a higher level. He's calling us to another level and I wrote in there ouch ouch, ouch. because he's calling us to um, allow the Holy Spirit to be the judgment fire mm. within That's us right. willingly we mm. willingly submit ourselves mm. we stand before him and say um, uh, create in me a clean heart oh God mm. we want him the Holy Spirit Amen. to to judge our hearts and lead us out of those things that we aren't to be mm. touching we are not to sit in judgment over mm. our own, even our own selves. Mm. You can get into self-righteousness that right, way. You can right. get into self-condemnation that way. Right. We're not even called to sit in judgment over ourselves, but rather to submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then we definitely aren't called to sit in judgment over other believers. Right. And so as <clears throat> we move into this, you know, time of holiness, yeah. right there is something we will be spending time on. Absolutely. Is what is that, what does that mean? Because as the Holy Spirit leads us into holiness mm. we don't look to the left or the right mm. what's and we have so much experience with this with our kids because right. we have so many kids well he gets to do that why don't i get to do that mm. i'm not talking about him with right. you i'm right. talking with you about right. you right. and you aren't you aren't right. allowed to do it right. and that's it that's the end of right. it and um so i just so in, in jesus and all his, of his loving mercy uh after he says if you love me keep my commands he then just is just like, okay, but don't panic. Right. Don't panic. It, it is, I am going to send you a helper. Right. And so the next verse says, and I pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So, I, look, you might say, oh my gosh, how can I do this? It's not possible. Yeah. I cannot do this. I can't follow every one of his commands. Yeah, you're right. You can't. Right. And I can't either. But we have the Holy Spirit to help us, yeah. to help us, to help us. And then in verse 17 says, and what do we call the Holy Spirit? One of his names, the Spirit of Truth. So look at that. So how, if we can understand that Jesus is truth, begin to walk in those truths, we have this Holy Spirit that is available with us day in and day out, every time to be able to help us. It says the Spirit truth whom the world cannot receive. Mm -hmm. So the, the world cannot walk in this holiness. And I think so often we, we, we judge and we look at the world and we get upset at the people in authority and we get upset at, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the medical leaders in our community because, you know, of this or that or whatever of what's going on. And even this time, but the world cannot receive the spirit of truth. This is, the, this is the Holy Spirit. We have this opportunity to have it and we are the ones who have to receive it and then walk through it and be able to speak this truth in love, not speak judgment, not speak these things over these other people because the the battle's not with them, and we really need to have that battle uh, with the enemy and not with those who are in leadership. Uh, and so it says, so the whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. They, they don't know him. They don't, they don't understand this. Mm -hmm. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So I wrote in my notes, just thank you, Holy Spirit, to make all these things possible, that we can understand that Jesus is true and we can walk in his commands. 
All these commands that Jesus are giving us, and we'll walk through some of these, that are truth, they are not meant to be rules. They're not meant to have these bunch of rules of religion, and you need to do this, 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 and this. They're actually meant to bring freedom. They're actually meant to bring freedom to your life because Jesus knows if you walk and you abide in these things and you do these things, you have freedom. Mm -hmm. You have freedom, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit begins to manifest more and more and more and more in your life. And if you look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you all want every piece of that fruit. You want every single style of fruit. Every every one is good, and you want every single one of them. And there's only one way to get them. Mm, You can't you can't get them at Walmart. Mm. No amount of money can buy you the fruit of the Spirit. Right. There's only one. Right. way to get them. Amen. Okay, so go to John 8, verse 12 real quick. John 8, verse 12. You know, and, and before I read that, before I, well, before I read that, if you go up just a little bit in John chapter 8, if you just slide a, li- a couple verses up on, before verse 12 and go to verse 7. Go to John 8, verse 7. And this goes right along with oh, what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't even in my notes, but it just the Lord kind of spoke to, to me this morning. Uh, John 8, verse 7. And you can read the context of that when you have a chance. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's this woman. She's caught in adultery. <clears throat> and they want to basically stone her. They want to take her out. They're all placing all these judgments over her. And Jesus basically walks up. And he says, He who is without sin among you, let him throw the stone at her first. Go ahead. Okay, you throw the first stone. And I think too often as Christians, you know, the Lord really spoke to me, uh, and I don't know where it is in my notes, but we, he spoke to me. We say, well, why is the American church not growing? Why is the church not growing? Why is the church not growing? Not, not us in, in particular, the church at large in America. Why is it not growing? And I think it's too often because we are throwing stones. We are. And we are, I mean, we have sin in our life, and we are not the ones to be throwing stones. And we are throwing those stones at leaders, at the government, at all these places. And this fellow is why Christians. we've been talking. At fellow Christians and church. Come on. And so we have to be so careful with what we say, so careful with what we post, so careful with with what we are, how we're speaking and how we're communicating and not throwing stones Mm -hmm. because each and every one of us, we can't throw the first stone because we all have sin in our life. Because it's not our place to Mm. sit in judgment. Right. It's not our place to sit in judgment over others or try to coerce others to change their behavior through shaming them or guilt tripping them or using fear or any other way. If we, so we've had to sit sometimes with people and bring correction. And I will tell you that the amount of prayer and heartache that precedes that meeting is extreme. We are so, so careful. We don't want to, we are so careful because we want to, we want the love that's in our hearts Mm. to show forth. But we had to bring correction. We had to have this hard conversation. And if you don't have that bit of quaking in your heart about what you're about to say, then you're not Mm. confronting, you're not confronting sin in love. Mm. Because when you confront sin in love, so we're not talking about, you know, being vanilla Christians who don't stand for anything. Okay. We're not saying that, but we're saying that before you confront evil in Mm. someone's life, First of all, you have to ask yourself some questions. Mm. One, are they a believer? Mm. Because if they're not believers, mm. then what are you doing? You're not, you don't stand in judge. We're not called to judge the world. Mm. We're called to love the world right. that they might know the love of the Father right. so that then he can purify their lives right. through the Holy Spirit's power in them. That's right. the, the goal is to bring them in, right. not throw stones at them. Mm. I mean, who's going to want to 
try to come into that family. Like when we open all the doors and windows and throw stones, you say, see if you can get in. Right. Like it doesn't work that way. Um, okay, I had a point and I was on something yeah. and then I go off and then I forget. But um, what I'm saying is, is that we are called mm. to judge our own lives. Mm. Eyes on Jesus. Mm. Lord, what is it in me? And as right. a body of believers, having that love for one another that sits down and says, I need to talk with you. Mm. You know that I love you. Right. You know that I'm for you. I have prayed for you. Mm. I see this thing happening in your life. Mm. And I'm afraid for you because right. it's, it's taking you right. in this path that is not good. Right. That is that's what it looks like. That's the biblical example, the biblical that's what it model looks like. to go do it. Yeah. And I think we just have to be careful as, as a church that we're not using uh, social media platforms or other platforms mm -hmm. to be going after certain things or after certain people. We just need to be really careful uh, about that because we want to show God's love to we the do. world. And we are his representative. We are his hands and his feet yeah. here. And we need to act like that. And yeah. we, need to, we need to be aware of that. Right. Yeah. So John chapter 8, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures tonight. Again, we're just still setting the stage uh, that Jesus is truth. Uh, John 8, verse 12, so down a couple of verses from where we were. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You see, the, the, what's hidden is what's the problem. It's not what we see a lot of times right. is what's the problem. So as he brings light to this, as he brings light and truth into these situations, we then be able to walk in this freedom. And you say, well, how do we know that? In John 8, 31, just a couple of scriptures down. So then Jesus said to those Jews who believe, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right. It's the truth that makes us free. Yes, we are saved and we are going to heaven if we've accepted Jesus, but it's the truth that actually gives us freedom. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's revealed. It's not a bunch of rules, but it's this truth that allows us to be free. So I want to look at just one of those teachings here, and I want you to go with me to Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. And a lot of you know uh, there's a lot of red letters here happening in Matthew chapter 5. And I'm, a, I'm going to go to verse 21. We're going to just spend a little bit of time on this one here. Matthew 5 uh, verse 21. And I, I just want to encourage you that, you know, the Bible does say, narrow is the gate <laughs> and difficult is the way which leads to life. You know, the Bible clearly says this is not easy, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us. But we're looking for life, and it's a narrow road that we have to walk in order to get to that life. So this is part of Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, verse 21. It says this, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. So now most of us understand, you know, most of us here have not murdered anybody, uh, you know, and I would imagine probably everybody watching, but you don't know, maybe there's somebody, you know, who uh, ends up watching this from somewhere else. But most of us know, okay, well, we don't murder, we don't murder. But you know what? That Jesus isn't talking about murder in the sense that we're thinking about. What he's saying here is we are able to actually murder with what we say and what we speak. And the Bible clearly says that the death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life from the power of the tongue. You say, well, how do I know he's not talking about regular murder? Because look at the next verse that he says. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoa. 
If you are angry with your brother without a cause, look, there are many times where we have cause to be angry at somebody because they've done something to us or they treated us in a certain way or whatever. But the Bible also says be angry and do not sin. And so I get that. But this is saying is without cause. And so there has to be a very good cause, a very good reason in which we actually have this anger maybe towards somebody specifically for what has happened to us. And I just start right now, without cause, just because they're not like us, just because they don't look like us, these are not causes to be angry. Just because they don't vote like us, just because they don't follow all of the commands of Jesus like us, just because they are homosexual, just because they deal with gluttony, just because they deal with whatever sin you want to name, it, those are not reasons to be angry at people. Those are not reasons to be angry at those people. At those people. And he says, and Jesus says, if you do this without cause, you'll be in danger of judgment. Holy cow. Like we have to be so careful with what we begin to say and we get up on our soapboxes and we just have to be careful. And I say all this in love and I say all this because this freedom comes when we understand this truth and we can have this joy that comes with us. And so for me personally, I actually had an opportunity to deal with this this week. So I won't mention any names, uh, you know, to protect the innocent because they truly were innocent. Uh, but there were some things happening with other local pastors. And there was like there was this call that was happening. And then some of them got invited to share some videos on certain things to, to, to bless the community. And I woke up and I saw these things. And I'll tell you what, I was angry. <laughs> I was angry. How could they not have invited me? How could they not have told me? And there were specific names of, oh, Lord, forgive me, of other local pastors that I was just like, I can't, I can't believe it. And, and I just started, and the Lord was like, he's, as I'm working on studying this, as I'm working on this, and the Lord was just like, what am I already showing you? And I had no cause, no reason at all to be angry with them. And I, I did, I got angry for a minute, and I had to repent of that. And the Lord clearly was just like, Dude, Jason, chill out. Just ask them. Like, hey, you know, if you've heard about the meeting, just say, hey, this might. And you know what? The Lord's completely redeemed it. And I believe that he redeemed it. And we actually joined the meeting of other local pastors. We actually made a video spot for Erie News Now. And all the things that I just was initially angry at because I wasn't, I was left out. I wasn't a part of this thing. And don't they know my heart? And I love the community. And I want churches to work together. How did they not know this? You know, and you know what? It wasn't their fault. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them. And so God really just was revealing that to me. Uh, and so I just, I had to, I, you know, I had to deal with that in my own life. And I had to repent of that and say, you know what? They did nothing wrong. They didn't hurt me. They weren't intentionally trying to hurt me. And I just had so to There was it. an opportunity to step through the door of offense. Mm. Someone used that phrase once yeah, with us. And right. I really liked that. Right. Offense is an open door mm. and you can choose to step through it. Right. or not. Right. You can choose to see the heart of those people. What is the heart? I, mm. you know, what is the heart of that person? I know what they said, but what is their heart? Mm. What were they, what were they communicating or really wanting to communicate? Mm. Maybe they didn't say just the right words to you. Right. Are you going to latch on and become like legalistic and use their words to attack them or their actions right. or their neglect to attack them? Or are you going to say, Hey, I know their heart. Mm. Are you going to think well mm. of your brother and sister? Right. <clears throat> and right. And, um, or, you know, are you going to step through that door right. of offense or are you right. not? Right. Proud yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I know. Holy Spirit. Oh, I know. This is what we we're just saying. Like the Holy Spirit helped me, helped me through that, through that situation. Yeah. Uh, and this, so the next part of the verse says, 
And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And so, man, I read that. I was just like, oh my gosh, did Jesus curse? <laughs> what is Raka? Like, what is Raka actually? And did he actually, was it like a curse word? Was he like, what was he saying? Like, was he actually like showing us? And it wasn't necessarily a curse word, but it, do, it does mean empty, foolish, worthless. And I mean, it could kind of be translated to sometimes how we talk to certain people. This means, and it, what it really means, that you are judging that person. You are That's judging exactly that means. other person. And what it says is, you shall be in danger of the council. You shall be in danger from having to be brought before the leaders of that time to say, hey, what do you do? You're standing in judgment and you're not supposed to be standing in judgment over that person. And God wants us to see each person as a child of God. Every single person that's out there is a child of God. And then Jesus goes on further. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. I thought Raka meant fool. And so what I believe that Jesus was teaching us here is that we kind of, we get warnings. Mm -hmm. We get warnings in our life. And when something happens, hey, there's some time where we'll be brought in front of the council. But what Jesus is saying is this is a progressive thing. If you continue to walk in this way, if you continue to say raka, continue to say fool, fool, fool over and over and over and over, you are not just in danger of judgment from the council. You are in danger of hell fire. Right. You are in danger of walking in just pulling yourself out of the covering of God in this sin. And it's such a, such an important thing that we need to learn and understand that we cannot be doing this in our lives. We cannot be looking down at someone. We cannot sit in prideful judgment over someone. It's, you know, it's God's job to judge, right. not ours. Right. It's our job to love. It's our job to have to, to love people. And so then in verse 23, uh, I'll be wrapping up the next couple of scriptures. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar... Maybe we should take an offering at the end. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift. And if you notice what Jesus is saying there, therefore, if you bring, and if, if your brother has something against you, so this is now saying, hey, if you know of somebody out there that has an issue that you did something to them, you need to, don't even bring your off. Just leave it here. Go get that fixed. Yeah. Go ask for. As much uh, as you're able. As much as you're able. Go ask for uh, forgiveness for that and come back. And I just, it says, remember that someone has someone against you. That means you need to go and, and reconcile. You need to go to apologize. You need to go and make it right. Yeah. And I put, I put a little star here called a parenting moment. Mm -hmm. Like a parenting moment. And so often... Uh, you know, in our house with so many kids, there are so many times where if I lose my temper or I get angry or yell, I have to go apologize. You do. Yeah. And I realize I've done something wrong to one of my children. I yelled at them or I treated them unfairly or I did what I just did it the other day. Mm -hmm. God help us all, right? I mean, I don't know. Ruby, love her, you know. Noel, love these, love our kids. Guys, if you're listening, I love you. But man, they just did something. I was just mad and I sent her up to her room and I was just was rough. I was rough with her. And, and I think Leonard, I think you asked, did you go apologize to Ruby? And I did. I had already apologized. But there are times where, you know, if you have something, if you've done something, now, you know what? Now is the time. You say, well, I can't go face to face with someone. I'm in quarantine. Yeah. But you know what? Now is the time to write the letter, to make the phone call, to do the FaceTime, to just connect with somebody that you know that you have to yeah. have this, have this time, time together. Yeah. Can I tell you too, that the Lord has led me sometimes 
um, into conversations where I'm asking for forgiveness. And to be honest, mm. I didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Like I'm asking for forgiveness for the rift between us. Mm. I'm not convinced that, you know, I was the cause of it, but going into all those details, I just want to make a man. I want to mend it and I'll say whatever I need to say, um, to mend it. And I will apologize for hurt feelings. I'll apologize that what I said was not intended for harm. And I'm so sorry that it came out that way, but I mean, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to make amends with someone. Um, one time with us, it was with ungodly people. It was with people who don't walk with the Lord mm. and who, who, God help me. I mean, they see themselves as just wonderful people and they are ungodly people. Um, and we had to make amends. You want to talk about rough. Mm. It was so rough um, to make amends with worldly people who did not mm. do right mm. and who were, you know what I mean? Like not operating in truth. And yet, and yet God called us to humble ourselves mm. And to apologize for our actions, yeah. even though yeah. in every way they were justified, right. <clears throat> but they were not justified right. before God because we are called to a higher standard. It was a, yeah. like torture. This is awesome because, okay, so <laughs> is uh, it in there? Would, would it be this story yes, right here? Yes, it is that story. <laughs> okay, I so I already wrote down the story that she's talking about. Oh. I, and it goes along with the, actually the next verses that we're actually want to talk about. So let me just read. I was going to be like, ah, let's. Let's end, let's end there, but let's just go through those last verses here uh, because you, because you brought it up. I, uh, I, didn't, it up. I didn't mean to. So the next verse is agree with your adversary okay. quickly that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> while you are on your way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, hand you over to the officer that you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you by no means, or you will by no means get out of there till you paid the last penny. And it just was, this was just an encouragement to, there are things there, our interactions that we have with other Christians and even people within the world. Uh, and we have to just be so careful. We have to just be so careful. Anna's uh, texting us. She doesn't So we just have to be so careful that, uh, look, we just need to come and uh, come to agreement, come what's saying, agree with your adversary quickly. Not that you're going to their side yeah. or not that you're condoning their behavior or justifying their behavior, but the Lord wants us to walk in love. And it says that then you, you will have paid the last penny yeah. if you fight all the way to the end. There's some things we have to fight for. There are absolutely some things we have to fight absolutely. for and, and you need to be for. and stand for and you need to be spirit led. And really the shutdown is a good example of that because at this point, so far, we don't sense that this is a persecution of the church, that we, you know, our doors are closed because of persecution of the church. And I'll tell you what, that's not we, the case in every state in every place. And it's not the case everywhere. So we need to be spirit led and we're not looking to agree, you know, with our adversary just so we can keep peace. Right. That's not necessarily what we're saying. We're not is, afraid of war. Right. We're not afraid of war. That's right. But what we're saying is this is just a, a, an advising to us that Jesus, again, Jesus's words, these are in red, uh, to agree with your adversary quickly. Do not, if you can get things resolved, yeah. get them resolved. Get them resolved. So I think the heart of this message, of this whole morning, mm. it's been, we've been kind of all over the place. It may feel that way to you guys. Like we've been joking and we've been joyful, you know, but we're bringing this message. Mm. He's bringing this message. Mm. Jesus is truth. Mm. And through that, the Lord this week separately has led us about this judge not, yeah. you know, because I believe that the Lord is looking out and he's seeing, he's seeing things that he wants to purify in, yeah. in the hearts of his people. So this is a message to his people. That's right. 
And I kind of want to close it out with this. I imagine myself standing before him someday. And all of my, the, all of the, the state of my heart is laid bare. My actions and um, the things I've done. And those things for which I have not like walked through with him are the things that I believe are what we're going to have to go through. You're not going to get out of it. Like the message of today is get with the Lord. Just lay it all bare before him now so that you don't have to go through it later. We're, everything is going to be talked about. All of our actions, all of our responses, if we haven't already done it. Because, I mean, um, we talked about uh, without cause. You know, you were talking about cause. This is the passage of scripture that the Lord used to lead me in forgiveness with my dad. Mm. This was oh, the message Lord. that was preached by Pastor Ken down at uh, First Assembly in Hermitage. Yeah. And I came home from church and I was red hot mad. I'm mm. pretty sure I threw some lunch meat across the kitchen. <laughs> I was angry. I, I was angry. And I went upstairs <clears throat> to a bedroom and I closed the door. Mm. And then the Lord began to lead me. Mm. To, there was a song, put it, I put this one song on repeat and he just began to speak to me, do this, do that. And he led me in the path of forgiveness. Now I had, I was very nice to my dad at that point. I was cordial. We would visit with him, you know, take the kids. I, I wasn't actively punishing him. I was never like disrespectful or mean to him. I was never trying to shove his face in his sin or anything like that. But in my heart, I had not come to a place of true forgiveness. I didn't know that. But there were symptoms in my life. Mm. There was some struggles going on that I was seeking to resolve and understand, get healing from. And that was the root. And mm. I didn't know. It. Anyway, mm. did I have cause? I absolutely had cause. Yeah. That's why it had stayed there for so long. Right. But there's a point where cause or no cause, we are a people who are to walk out in forgiveness. Mm. So that story that we're laughing about, you know, the situation with the ungodly people. Laughing now. Well, we're not really la I'm still, laughing. I'm then. still walking through the forgiveness yeah. parts of it because it takes time. Yeah. Um, it, it just takes time. So truly, fully releasing them yeah. is something that takes time and it just takes, um, it takes walking closely with the Lord. So our encouragement today is I imagine standing before him and he shows like almost on a screen, he shows the situation. And his words to me are, judge not. Mm. And I say, but God, I acted that way because. Yeah. And his voice rings out very clearly, mm. judge not. He is not interested in the wise. He doesn't, the wise, I mean, he is, he's a loving father. And I think about how we deal with our own kids. We, get, we make allowance for their feelings. Baby, I understand how you're feeling. How you feel is, is valid and I get that. But mm. you must you must walk in kindness to your brother. You must yeah. hold, you must keep your temper. You must, you know, apologize for what you've done. My two-year-old this week refused to say, I sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She wouldn't say it. I just, you know, Maggie, just say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She put her head down. And so she was put in her crib lovingly. You're oh. going to go in your crib. You know, you can come out when you say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. She laid down, put the covers on, said, shut the light in the door. She <laughs> put herself to nap. Two-year-old. Because she didn't want to say, I'm sorry, Gracie, for screaming. And so I think she got up like a half hour later. I was like, she may not get out of that bed till she says those words. But it's like torture getting them out of this child. Mm. And I see that as a, okay, Lord, you know, this is something we need to really pay attention to. Because yeah. this... This is a, just, she's a strong girl. Mm. Some of them are just like, I'm sorry. Like right. it just comes Whatever. out so yeah. freely. Right. They're so willing to apologize. Okay. I'm rambling on now. Our heart in this 
is as you as as I imagine my life, I want to stand before the Lord mm. and own all of the state of my heart before yeah. him. It is a high call. This is a high standard we're calling you guys up to, and it's yeah. for love. Yeah. It's our love for you. Yeah. It's and the truth sets love. you free. This is this Absolutely. is for freedom. Oh this my gosh. Is for freedom. The freedom that came through the forgiveness, the true forgiveness of my dad, not just like I'm yeah. nice to him. I was right. nice to him at that right. time. But true forgiveness where I was able to say, No, Dad, you are you are a good dad. You 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 were crying out to the Lord. You did your best. I forgive you. It's fine. Where well, I really meant it. Stuff was coming out of my mouth. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got free. I got free quick from other things in my life. Mm. Physical things I was struggling with. Yeah. They just disappeared. Mm. They disappeared mm. because they, there was an open door of unforgiveness that I was unaware of. Mm. But then there was an awakening. And when there was awakening, was it easy? It wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy to actually walk through it. Um, but God gave us direction. Mm. So this is all, all of this. The joy, the, the word on judge not, the word on um, awakening. Uh, awakening and <clears throat> setting aside, lay down those things that distract you, whatever they are. Like, if it's social media, get off it. If it's the news, fast it for some time. If it's conspiracy theories, mm. they'll suck you in for hours. Ask yeah. me how I know. Laid them down. Mm. I've laid them down now hard. I won't touch them. I won't touch them. Whatever knowledge I need, I will get from the Spirit of the living God. Mm. And, and that's it. Um, he will lead me to the, what news I need to read or see. He will lead me. I will be led by peace. Mm. And he will not fail me. I will not go without because I chose to follow him instead yeah. of the, 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 path, seeking, right? the path of knowledge of this world. Um, so I just encourage you to take this before the Lord. This was a morning full of message. Yeah. Um, and it kind of yeah. went all over the place. And I think it's all just so good. Mm. So I encourage you as we close. Mm. We're just going to we're gonna close in prayer. Yeah. And I love when you do a benediction. Mm -hmm. I have one. Um, that benediction is, I take it like a blanket over me. I always do. Um, when he's speaking it, I just open myself up fully to the words that he's speaking. I don't even know what his benediction is today. Um, but it's like a blanket of prayer over me that I take throughout the week. Just take all of this before the Lord this week. That's right. um, we encourage you to just get with him. We spoke some things. We're not attacking anybody today because we're talking to our family. Mm -hmm. um, but we are encouraging you to walk in the truth, to be carriers of the Spirit, to purify. Let God purify, you know, those places and spaces um, that need purified. Right, just bow your heads with me wherever you're at. Let's just, <clears throat> let's just spend a moment in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. Our hearts laid bare before you. Father, we just ask you to just shed light in our life. In those dark places that need the light to shine. Father, I ask that as we read Jesus' words these, this week, those red letters, that as you promise, your Holy Spirit of truth will reveal to us the things that we need to change and fix in our life so that we can experience freedom and joy in the Lord who is our strength and Father I ask just strengthen each person this week to do the things that you've called them to go do to make that phone call to make an apology 
to maybe pull down a social media post that you're telling them to pull down. I don't even have any examples. I can't even think of any. Of any that I've even seen. So just let the Spirit lead you. Father, I just ask that you speak to each and every person watching. Father, we just ask that you are continually to just be with us and for us as you promise you are. And Father, I just ask if anybody, if anybody, you know who they are, if anybody needs healing, physical healing in their bodies. The Bible says over and over, it says, go and sin no more. And Father, I ask that as they repented, even today, even now of those sins, that you will bring healing and freedom and victory into their lives in the name of Jesus. Healing now in Jesus' name. Healing now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I do have a benediction. It's out of the book of Jude. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, he is able to keep us from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. We just speak that over each and every one of you today. We love you, church family, and even those maybe who joined us are not part of our church family. We welcome you. And uh, come back, again, come back and join us on Wednesday. Wednesday night, six thirty. Uh, really, it's open. You know, I we guess don't have a firm plan, so it's probably going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot, be a lot of fun. <laughs> so I just encourage you send some questions in again. Yeah. If you're joining a little bit late, info at prayer, uh, info at ecfchurch.org, and just t- put in the title uh, marriage question, the subject marriage question. We'll get those. Again, they'll be confidential, but we'll try to answer as many as we can on Wednesday night at six thirty. Until then. We'll see you there. God bless. Love you guys.